And now, get ready for an exclusive look into the music industry with Behind the Mic host, Dylan Ingram. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Mic. I'm your host, Dylan Ingram, and I'm super pumped to have rock singer-songwriter Gunner with me today. Gunner, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. If this is someone's very first time hearing of Gunner, can you give us a quick elevator pitch of who you are? My name's Gunner. I'm from California. I make rock music, kind of trying to do it, add a modern element to, to kind of what I think are timeless rock classic songs. And I wrote a project that I'm really excited about that just came out. I had help on the production side from the incredible Brendan O'Brien, who has done, I mean, you name it, he's probably produced it from Springsteen to, I think he, he did Train, he did some ACDC stuff. Um, I mean, he's just an incredible producer. So so I'm really lucky that, that the project uh, got done with him. And yeah, I, uh, I started music when I was about seven years old. I got a guitar for my birthday and just got instantly hooked. I grew up playing in local, you know, local neighbor kind of we neighbor band garage band and we'd play together and do cover songs and then you know when we we grew up and everyone kind of got to high school and had 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 enough of it and I I just hadn't and so I kept making music I kind of kept writing music ended up getting thrown into the industry probably a bit early I ended up signing a, a record deal at the time and got thrown into making pop music which you know, at the time was was a really good time and I enjoyed it. But, you know, I'm really excited because over over COVID, I really kind of discovered myself a lot and, and who I want to be and the music that I want to create. And, you know, with time, everybody changes and grows up. And so that was a big time for me to to do so. And yeah, with that, I, I kind of found this sound and this identity in my music that I'm really confident in and excited that the world gets to hear it. And yeah, that's kind of a longer than short elevator pitch, but it's good that people can kind of get a get an idea of where I came from, where I am and the music that I'm making now. Yeah, for sure. So you grew up in Southern California, like you mentioned, and you began playing in garage bands, writing songs as a kid, and eventually set out on your first U.S. tour where you gained a fast audience. You talked about getting thrown into that industry a little sooner than a lot of people had. And you grabbed the attention of Scooter Braun, who began managing you at age 16 which that's a name that's probably familiar to a lot of people. So how did you first meet Scooter Braun and how did he end up becoming your manager? How did that whole process work? Pretty cool story, actually. I ended up I ended up meeting him, I mean, year like a couple, two years maybe before I ended up signing with him with management. Um, I met him just through one of, one of uh, a family friend knew him and somehow got him to just take a 20 minute meeting with me. And I was this 14 year old kid who said, I want to, you know, I want to make music and thought that I was far in in a better position than I was at the time. And, you know, he gave me really good advice. He said, he said, I really like your energy. And, and, you know, you're just not ready. There's, there's a lot of stuff to this. And, and, you know, it just takes more than takes more than just wanting it, you know, to, to do it. And so at the time, obviously, it's like, you take that as you do as, as like a young teenager, and just worked my tail off and, and wrote songs and tried to gain some some traction on social media at the time and doing covers. And what ended up happening is, yeah, I got really, really fortunate and, and really lucky with this tour opportunity when I was about 16 that that really kind of jumpstarted it for me. I, I said already, I really believe that my live show is, is you know, it's, it's really 
kind of the reason I do this. It's it's what I'm most confident in. It's it it's kind of the the catalyst to everything that I do. And um, that tour really taught me that, and it really was a a really special opportunity. It got it got me a lot of traction and and gained me a good solid you know core fan base that I still have today. And I ended up finishing that tour and and was figuring out kind of what I wanted to do and maybe sign with a label and. And ended up getting a phone call from from Mr. Scooter Braun. So a couple of years down the road after that, COVID hit. And that really devastated the entire music industry. Because, I mean, that's an industry that's really built on touring and the revenue from that. So it hit in early 2020. And that put a screeching halt to your touring. And I understand that hits you hard, too. So walk me through what that time was like for you and kind of how you use that time. Having to just sit at home and essentially do nothing. Man, it was really tough. It was probably the darkest time of my life. I questioned quitting music. I debated what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I, I, again, live shows were so important to me. They're the payoff of everything. So when you take that away, you know, all you have left is, is the music. And at that time in my life, I had realized that the music that I created and, and, you know, all I had at that moment behind my name as an artist was this music. And it just didn't sit right with me. I, I, you know, I didn't feel like I had used enough of my own words in it. I didn't feel like it was really from my soul and from my heart as much as kind of the stuff is now. And so it was tough, man. I didn't know. I didn't know that I was going to kind of go in into this much more rock leaning lane. I didn't know there was no plan. There was no kind of, you know, I had no answer. I just knew that what I was doing at the time wasn't right. And yeah, it was dark. It was tough. I, I, like I said, I debated quitting. I debated, you know, doing other stuff and, and it was a tough time, but thankfully coming out of COVID, you know, I, I grew up a little bit and I got to, I got to meet some people who really just made me feel confident in going and making stuff that I wanted to make rather than doing it for, you know, a, a Spotify playlist or a radio station or whatever else. I just had a really good group around me who pushed me to go make music that that spoke to me and and that that was the priority and yeah so covid was a roller coaster man it started it got worse and then you know where it led me now is incredible and i'm very thankful for that so during that time when you were trying to find your artistic voice, you spent over a year collaborating with several of your friends from the L.A. area and wrote nearly 100 songs, which is really incredible. And they were all rooted in your explosive guitar work. So I'm curious, what does your creative process look like when you're sitting down to write a song, whether that be solo or if that's collaborative and like with a group? Yeah, I love working with I love working with a group. I love having a producer who can kind of, you know, take care of all like the, the recording process and I understand it. I just don't understand the buttons of it. So it's, I, I like to have a producer and then I really just love to have a, a collaborator, a collaborator songwriter with me, um, which yeah, with this new project has really just been friends. But I think ideas, you know, tons of ideas, tons of melodies, tons of lyrics can come into my head and, you know, and the person with me. And it just kind of takes, it takes one other person to be like, that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. You know, and just be a, being able to have someone to get an honest, instant reaction from and, and collaborate and make something that you both think is great. That's, that's what I love. I love doing it with friends and, and just making, making good stuff, making good music that excites us both. So some of those song demos that came out of that time caught the attention, like you mentioned of Grammy award-winning producer, Brendan O'Brien, who has done work for several bands, like you mentioned, including ACDC, Pearl Jam and the Killers. So how did O'Brien reach out to you and what was that first interaction like? It was really cool. I mean, again, I'm, I'm just, I'm lucky and, 
and so excited that he's a part of this. Ended up, you know, I was doing rock, the music, the demos that I've been making were obviously pretty rock leaning. And someone just said, you know, you, you should go meet with Brennan O'Brien and just get his opinion on stuff. And I'll set a meeting up and, and, you know, just go go see what he thinks. And so I did so. Played him some songs. It was about halfway through the writing process for me. I had a couple good ones. Wasn't ready to really finish the album yet. I had to keep writing. And so I played him kind of what I had. Uh, I think he got excited about it and, and you know, was just interested to hear more. Like I said, I was just in the middle of the process. It wasn't at the end yet. And so we just kept in touch a bit and, and you know, would send songs. And I think when we had a final collection of music and we're figuring, we were figuring out where we wanted to go with the production of the album and, and what I wanted to, you know, how, how, what I wanted the final product to sound like. Brendan, you know, hopped in and said that he wanted to do it and be a part of it and or said that he would, I should say. And yeah, man, it was it was really cool. He he adds he adds just a ton of a ton of stuff you just wouldn't think about uh, from an artist's perspective in my in my position. Like he's just he's a veteran at this, and and he truly knows how to get an incredible vocal and how to how to drag emotion out of out of a vocal. So it was really cool. It was really cool to see him do his thing, and yeah, it was a is a. It was a great connect. I think the album is what it is because of his and I, uh, or his and my kind of connection and 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 bond that we created. Yeah, I mean, a, a good producer can do a ton for an artist, and I mean, he's he's done some great things for you all. The tracks that you have out sound phenomenal, and cannot say enough for a skilled producer like him. So you talked about when you first got into music, you were more in the pop genre now you're lean more rock but how would you describe your sound to someone who has never heard a gunner song before i would describe my sound as at its core i'd say classic rock uh with modern elements in the production that's what i would say finishing up your gunner live tour now you said before that you feel most at home when you're on stage or on the roads what's your favorite part about being out on tour i mean man there's so many parts to it i i am just there's something about sharing the energy in a room full of people, you know, whether you're whether you're in the crowd or on stage or, you know, running tech by backstage, whatever it is, the, the energy that are in are in rooms where there's a good show. It's just there's nothing better to me. I feel like time gets time gets thrown out the window and, and memories that last forever get made. And so I just love that. I love I love the idea of making people feel things something that I've really worked on is trying to feel more and, and be more, you know, a little more open emotionally. And so being able to go up on stage and give people an experience that, you know, that makes them happy, makes them cry and, and everything in the middle, that's, that's really cool to me. But really, dude, I just, I have the best time, me and the band and, you know, the fans that come out and come to multiple shows and, you know, faces and familiar faces. It's just, it truly is like selfishly, it's the most fun thing in the world. And, and you know, there's a million reasons, but it's just a good time. We mentioned earlier that Brennan O'Brien was impressed by your demos. He actually just helped produce your debut full-length album, which we're finally getting to now, Best Mistake. It was just released. So that album was also co-produced by Adam Friedman, who has done some work for Mike Posner and Capital Cities and some other groups like that. So we'll dive into some of the specific songs here in a second, but what do you want people to know about this project, Best Mistakes, as a whole? This project was made to to go be seen live. I think if if you know, hopefully people are hearing this and saying, okay, I'm going to go check this out, go check out the record, best mistake. And if there's, if there's any songs on there that, that 
you like. I just I I challenge you to come see a show. I wouldn't even say challenge, but I I request you come see a show and and really see why those songs were written. You know, that's the first that's the first step of me kind of discovering myself and I'm already already working on project number 2. Um and it just goes deeper and deeper and gets farther and farther along of you know, my growth as a as a human being and as an artist and yeah, if I could say one thing it was it's just I mean Add it to your playlist, share it with your friends, do all that stuff for me because it'll make my day better. But truly, I'd say just come to a show. I promise it'll all click and make sense if you come to a show. So this album's been described by being loaded with combustible guitar solos, sing-along ready choruses, and infinitely unpredictable rhythms. So you also wrote this album, like you've mentioned, with live shows in mind and bringing those big musical moments and energy that make every night unforgettable. So what would you say is the song off this album that you're most excited to play live? That idea is probably one of the most fun songs in our live show. We've turned that thing into just its own beast, its own kind of you know, part to the show. I, I mean, Blame It on the Rain is really emotional song. I, I really kind of still struggle singing that every night. So that's a really special song to see live. We do Cinnamon really cool. I mean, man, really like, that's why I say the live show is so, so important is the music I'm really proud of. And I spent a lot of time working on it, but just the live show is, is everything to me. So just imagine, you know, what it takes to create a song and then putting that to a live show which was which is what it was made for we just got to have fun with it and and kind of let things explode where they stayed a little more contained on the album three other songs that I want to highlight off the new album. So I'll just kind of do this rapid fire. I'll give you one of the song titles. You just tell me about it. Tell me what you want people to know about it. So, and you've already mentioned this one. It said this is an emotional song. It's hard for you to sing every night. So it's the first one, Blame It On The Rain. What do you want people to know about that one? Blame It On The Rain is a song um, about a friend of mine who, you know, I grew up with thinking that I was going to kind of do life with, who uh, I thought we would we would kind of stay on the same path and and be on the same page and you know you just have those friends growing up that you think you're going to you know really grow up with and live in the same town and be friends forever and I unfortunately ended up losing that friend and 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 I struggled with it a lot and instead of wanting to instead of wanting to believe it and and really like really really believe and 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 admit the truth to it I I wanted to just blame it on a rainy day and think that tomorrow could be different tomorrow could be better yeah man that song that song I struggle with singing that song sometimes it it, it really comes from a deep place and I think if you listen to it you can kind of you can kind of feel that in the lyrics but yeah great song special song
So the next one off of the new album that I wanted to look at is The Chase. The Chase is fun. The Chase is definitely more of my, more of a head tilt at kind of the older stuff. It is, it's more of a summer vibe. It's fun. I think there's a lot of dark songs on the album, like not dark, but minor and, and, you know, like powerful dark rock songs. And The Chase is kind of more of that, more of that upbeat, uh, sunnier side of rock music so it's cool i i that song is one of people's favorites almost was a single before the album but ended up going with uh with another song for certain reasons which maybe their next question will be about it and i can answer it There's just so many to, to narrow down. So you can elaborate on this song that you're talking about. I don't think this is the same one, but the last one I want to highlight is One Last Time. Well, uh, what do you think of One Last Time? I love One Last Time. It's one of, one of my favorites. So I, I like the I like the stuff that you have on the album that's a little bit different. I, I like it all. I like Bad Idea. I like rocking out to Bad Idea. But yeah, I like The Chase. I like One Last Time because they're, they're a little different. And One Last Time is really melodic. I really like that. Yeah, One Last Time... I wrote with an incredible friend of mine, incredible songwriter, and it's just a great, that's a great lyric. It's kind of about, you know, it's about, it's about a relationship that, that ends, that, you know, ends, but doesn't really end. And, you know, you keep kind of, you keep doing, you keep going back and spending the night and, and, you know, giving in. And it's like, you keep saying, okay, just for the last time, one last time, one last time. Um, but really not being able to hold your word to it. Great song. I definitely feel you on the on the melodic side. I think that song really came together quickly because it just the the way the way the melodies fit and and the, with those chords, everything just came super easy. It felt right to me. That's like that's like a timeless song. So I'm glad that you like it. I think that song is incredibly special so we talked about some of the streaming numbers and some of your marketing tactics in a previous question so you currently have over 15 million spotify global streams 258,000 tiktok followers and over five and a half million views on youtube and you continue to build a growing and loyal fan base across all those so how do you approach using social media and which platform would you say is the most beneficial for growing that fan base man social media is tough because everyone's all high on this tiktok wave right now and i get it right a lot of cool artists and acts have been found through it sure honestly i think that a lot of what social media has done is taken away a little bit from from the art side of artistry and music and and not saying that you know that that people who come from social media and those apps are not talented or don't have great music i just think that there's there's such great music and such great art being created that uh you know that that doesn't doesn't have a million followers that doesn't get the doesn't get the same kind of eyes and I think social media is incredibly important. Of course, it's a great way to connect and market and, you know, let people know you're coming out and coming to their town and, you know, that a new song's out. It's a great way to be expressive with, you know, photos that I like or videos that I like and, you know, all that good stuff. But I do think that I do think that social media is a little bit it's tough on on artists trying to just commit to the art and creating art. And, you know, some people are better at social media than others. I've been really fortunate that that people have reacted well to my stuff and 
you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm just the tip of the iceberg. So there's so much incredible music that hasn't blown up on social media and there's great music that has, it's just a battle that everyone is constantly trying to figure out. And they're really, I don't think there really is an answer. Just stepping aside from music right now, I'm just curious, what are some of your other hobbies that you enjoy outside of music? Um, I love traveling. Um, I love to golf. I'm a big fan of golf. And I'm a big fan of football. So right now has been an exciting last couple of months for football. We're making this on in early February. I'm just going to say go Eagles. I don't know what the result is going to be. So uh, yeah, man, I love I love that. I love, I love movies. I'm a big fan of of movies and um, going to the theaters and watching movies and just trying to keep it simple, trying to trying to be happy and enjoy the little things. So when, when you're out on the road, do you like to play a bunch of different golf courses? Is that is that something you try to do? No, I have no time for that. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. But no, I don't. I I don't get to do any of that. Maybe, maybe one day. That's, that's, that's a vacation thing. Yeah. Maybe one day when I have the uh, the luxury of of planning tours and you know whatever i can i can plan it so i have a show and then a couple off days to go golf and then do a show but no man i view tour as as that's when i'm locked in you know we're 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 working we're having a good time on stage and you know i don't need to go do it on a golf course i get that feeling during during tour season i get that feeling you know doing this just a little over a month into 2023 right now i'm curious what what would you say are some goals that you have for yourself this year both maybe both personally and professionally great question i appreciate you asking personally i personally am trying to get comfortable being uncomfortable this year you know this tour will be a great first kind of step towards that we're you know we're eight guys in a little sprinter van and we're crammed in and that's great. So it's just, it's, I want to get comfortable being uncomfortable, whatever that means, you know, whether that's going up on stage and, and, you know, maybe not being sure of what I'm going to say at this moment. Um, but just to let, let the moment happen naturally. And, you know, I just, I want to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I want to be happier, um, and enjoy, like I said, the little, the little and it's, and the simple things. And then professionally, I'd love to see this music, you know, react well. I'd love to see it connect with people and, and I'd love to see that people are finding it who, you know, don't already know me. I think growth from this project is a big goal of mine. I just want to get out on the road and, and do shows and, just connect, connect with people and meet people and hear stories about people listening to the music and what they feel from it. Yeah, man, just want to, uh, I want to get out on the road and let the music do its thing. That's really my professional goals. And finally, what's the best way for fans to engage with you and get updates about when new music's coming, when you're out on the road or just anything you got going on? Another great question. I'm very active on my Instagram. That's I'm, you know, TikTok is huge, but I still use Instagram as my main place. Great. So yeah, definitely my Instagram, which is just at Gunner, G-U-N-N-A-R. And then I have a second account that it is, that is our like, where we keep all the fans in contact. We have tons of group chats. It's kind of like, it's it's Gunner Gale 2. That's G-U-N-N-A-R-G-E-H-L 2. And that is an account for basically me and all the fans to really stay connected and and you know my main instagram i'm always on personally and you know always keeping updates but for all the stuff that the average person doesn't want to see or hear about that's what i get to go to this second account for and and talk to and you know every night share 
specific videos from that show and make you know make people who aren't able to come to the show feel included and yeah so just it's all instagram for me well that's super cool i like that you have the second account make it more of a community that's super cool so if you're listening to this right now and you have not checked out gunner's music what are you doing go check that out right now and make sure to stay up to date follow him on instagram get those updates if he's coming anywhere near you you heard him you gotta go out on the road gotta go see a gunner show to experience the music fully so make sure to stay up to date to that stream his music anywhere that music is available and just stay tuned see what's coming next because it's always going to be exciting but gunner man thanks again for coming on hey i appreciate you man i uh i enjoyed this thank you that was behind the mic with dylan ingram make sure to stay tuned for future episodes there's some things you shouldn't know